the dynamo, use the dynamo, use the dynamo, use the dynamo. Boys acting like they ready for that orange crush. Try us if you want to wheel leave you in the dust. The men in orange, baby, got orange on my back. Be the ones, now it's time for us to bring it back. Long as I got my fan club, y'all can't harm it. El Battalion in the Texan Army. We MLS champ, so haters back back. Another game on the field, my team gon' rap. Hey, All right, guys. Hey, this is Dynalytics. This is episode 31. This is a special episode for me. Uh, unfortunately, Herman is unable to make it in tonight. He had prior engagements, uh, but you know we, we had to we had to move on with the all the all the big shows going on with Achi Achi and Dynamo getting ready for the Texas Derby. But I'm I'm honored tonight, and I've got some special guests in with me, and. And I, th I, th I think you guys should just introduce yourselves. Everybody already knows you, so just let them hear your voices and they'll know automatically who your guys are. But uh, guys, thank y'all, and I appreciate y'all for hopping on tonight and, and doing this with me. And uh, I'll try not to keep up too much of y'all's time. Sounds good, man. I guess I'll go first. Finister, Houston Dynapod Podcast. Thanks for having me, old soccer guy. Man, I appreciate it, bro. I love it. Love hearing your voice. Love hearing your show. Uh, I appreciate coming on, man. And of course, everybody knows where to find you and all that good stuff. But uh, man, showing the love out there to you, bro. Appreciate it. We we also got Mark and Sean from Generation Orange. Guys, what's I, up, man? I guess I'll go first. What's going on, guys? This is Mark Segovia, you know, one half, one half of the Generation Orange crew. Uh, obviously, you know, you can hear us every Wednesday for 730 on, depending on how long the show wants or how long y'all want the show to keep going. Um, and thanks for the invite, old soccer guy. Man, I love it. I appreciate y'all coming on. Sean, what's up, man? Oh, not a whole lot. Uh, yeah, careful, uh, Mark, to uh, say we'll go as long as they want. That, that's a bit uh, a bit extreme. <laughs> I don't know if we can go that long. But, uh, yeah, uh, definitely uh, check us out every Wednesday-ish. <laughs> 7 30 to 9 roughly give or take uh some weeks will go a little longer but uh yeah mark said it best i don't need to say anything else mark uh careful if we go too long mark starts to get aggressive towards the end yes i do that's that arsenal blood coming out <laughs> in him that's an inside joke you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah i'm trying to hear that part of the show I'm From keeping it PG day. tonight, man. <laughs> uh oh ben's keeping it PG. Oh man. <laughs> Oh, guys, man, but hey, uh, Mark, Sean, Finn, again, I, I appreciate y'all for coming on tonight. Uh, this is this is thir episode 31 for me. Unfortunately, Herman couldn't make it. He, he, he's, he's sad that he couldn't make it. But, you know, guys, if, if y'all ready, we'll just, just hop into it uh, and we'll run through it. Let's do it. But so obviously, Ache Ache's here. Uh, Transfer windows open. He's officially was uh, brought in. He's been with the team for practicing officially for a little over a week, I believe, if I'm correct. Uh, he gets to officially play on Saturday against the FC Dallas, the beginning of the Texas Derby this weekend for us, two games. But man, uh, let's let's just talk about Ache Ache real quick before we get into the the Derby. And this. These questions, I'm going to roll through these questions, and they're for all three of y'all. Feel, feel free if all three of y'all want to answer them. You know, uh, give a detail or you know, just breeze through it. But 
uh, you know, a lot of people ask me, why did Hector Herrera choose Houston? So I'm, now I'm asking y'all. Money, right? Money and uh, the chance to be the man at a club, I would imagine. That and, you know, he says he bought into the idea of the rebuild, but we don't know what was said and we don't know what he's really feeling. But six, what is he making? Six million a year? Is that what it is? Oh, I think it was like six and a half with the incentives. That's so, a but, lot, man. But what, was it was it money though? Because I, I I heard he he took less money to come to Houston, and he still had something to, something brewing over there in Europe. So was it a money thing, or is there just a bunch of incentive here that where he could I, still make a lot more money? I think I think from honestly, if if I'm if I'm putting myself in his shoes, and obviously I I don't know the full full information like Finsley, we don't know what the whole uh, presentation was or the whole recruitment or what they offered or, you know, whatever, but, you know, but like what Finn said, I mean, the, the, the opportunity to be the man, you know, I mean, obviously in Atletico Madrid, he was a, a bench player, a bit player, uh, during his time in Porto, he was a captain, you know, and, you know, obviously Portuguese football is a little, a little lower level of European soccer than, than what you get when you play in La Liga or Premier League, um, and, and things like that. So to come back to a league where, you know, you know, he's going to be the face of that club. Um, it's something that appealed to him, especially coming up in the World Cup year where he's trying to get as fit as possible, get as much playing time as possible, because this might possibly be his last World Cup. Yeah, that's, that's true. You know, and it's it, it was why Houston, there's there's there was other MLS teams that he could have gone to and. I think Houston, just the area and the closeness to home, and like I said, preparing for the World Cup maybe had a lot to lot to do with it. And you know, well, some some other teams were like, well, they were close enough too. Why couldn't he come here? But you know, I think like y'all said, he is, maybe he just bought into the project. He is going to be the man. He's going to be. He's obviously the focus. <laughs> yeah, that's clearly he's the focus right now. But uh, hopefully, he can take that focus and form it around the dynamo and just get that and continue to get that culture out there. And I mean, and one of the things that he, that I, that I continue continuously hear him say in the, in the interviews when he keep asking him this question is that, you know, obviously the fact that there's a lot of things to do for his family, you know, obviously I, I feel like he's huge on the fact that it's not just him coming over. It's his wife, his, his son and his daughter, you know, and they want to make sure that they're, that they're, set up good in whatever city they're living in and obviously houston being you know a very, very diverse city having a, a huge latino american uh, community and then on top of that a huge mexican community um i think kind of eases the 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 transition period for their family to get acclimated to the city right so everything just kind of fits for them I, you know I, I like it i'm glad he chose us i'm excited uh, <laughs> I know a lot of people are excited, and, you know, and I, I hope it. I hope it works for us all. Especially, I like, especially I like that his family's out there all the time. That's that's important, man. That shows kind of his character. Mm -hmm. Always involving his wife and the son and the daughter. <clears throat> that's that to me shows good character, and his heart's in the right place. So I'm hoping we got a good guy too. It, it really seems, for me, I haven't seen him up close. I, maybe I think Mark or, or I think Mark has maybe at one of the events, and Shawnee might have. In all the videos, you know, people can be actors, but it, he really seems genuinely excited to be in Houston. 
and it, it really looks genuine when you see it on his face and uh you know so it's coming from his heart is what i feel and it just makes us feel good when you can see that from that type of player and uh, you know so I, I hope it's true i hope it's true but you know moving on uh, now napalo's the coach is is Ache Ache going to be a fit in the system that Paulo's using right now? Uh, uh, was because uh, was Ache Ache brought in with Paulo's agreement, or was it kind of a little predetermined? But what what Paulo's doing is Ache Ache a really good fit? Or are we going to have to make adjustments a little bit to Ache Ache? I think regardless of the fact that if if Paulo was on board with it prior to him being here, or if it was a position made after he got in. When you bring a player of that quality and that level, you have to kind of accept it, especially with the, with the level of players that we currently have on the squad. They're not – a lot of them are not really MLS starters, to be so honest. Not good enough. Yeah, so, so, so I mean, when you get the opportunity to bring a world-class player – well, oh, maybe I'm stretching it a little bit far with saying world class, but I mean, but a, but a real known player who's played big minutes and big competitions and, and big games throughout his career – you know, you you grab that and you take it and you and you bring that pair player along and you kind of make him fit into your into whatever system you're trying to implement into your club. Absolutely. Anybody else any opinion on that one? I'm waiting for Sean to go. I'm waiting for y'all to be quiet long enough for me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I think if you kind of look at the way that the situation panned out, I I you have to. You, you have to think that Hector Herrera and that conversation had probably already begun, had already, you know, progressed at least a little bit. I mean, you know, and Paolo, look, if Paolo has not shifted the formation already to prepare for the arrival of Ache Ache, uh, then whatever he's putting out there ain't working anyways. So if we have to shift for Ache Ache, I don't see how that's a bad thing at this point. I mean, it can't get a whole lot worse. Uh, and I can't imagine to Mark's point that bringing in a player who, you know, say maybe below world-class level, but certainly better than any other player on our squad and probably, you know, top 10, top 15 in MLS at least, uh, you know, that, that certainly can't hurt the squad can certainly help improve the squad. So, you know, you have to think that no matter what the, the need is there in terms of do we shift for Ache Ache or the other way around. And I don't think Ache Ache should be shifting to how we're playing. If that ends up, you know, something that has to happen, then Paolo is failing as a coach um, and as a manager of the team. So, yeah, there's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, so, and just to kind of piggyback off what Sean is saying, I mean, when you bring a player like that, you want him to play his position, you know, and and because that's that's kind of the reason why you brought him in because you've seen the footage, you've seen the the the, the tape of him and in, in the position he plays, whether that being an eight or a six, and that's the position he's most comfortable in. I, I don't expect him to ever be an attacking midfielder for us here. I hope not, you know, but but um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, like 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 I stated earlier, um, a player of that caliber, you have to put him where he's comfortable and make sure that he succeeds instantly. Yeah, I think you're right. When you hit it on the point that uh, Paulo knows he was coming, so he, he he better have been building his style and his formation with Ache Ache in the plans so that we, you know, you don't have to make too much of adjustment when he does get here. And, 
and Nachi uh, Nachi doesn't have to make too much an adjustment to his style as well. So yeah, you know, you have a lot of good points there. Well, uh, so he doesn't play with uh, Jesus. So as you guys probably know, Spurs fan, Conte runs three at the back or five. And when we talk about Ache Ache starting to fit in, and the reason I bring up Conte is Ache Ache played for him. And they would drop, you know, Conte starts with three at the back. We start with two, but when Barrett drops and our, our fullbacks push up, it's a five. Right. What is it? A five, two, three. It changes to a five, two, three, which is a system he's played in. So it's, I think the way we start doesn't match. And some of the formations he's trotted out, like the four, two, three, one, I mean, he'd be one of the sixes, right? No, eight. What is the right. defensive six? Yeah. He'd be a six. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, the but he's played in something similar. Yeah, for sure. And I think what, what Finn's trying to say, you know, basically, especially we've seen the last couple of formations that that Paulo's trotted out there with Vera and Seren kind of playing side by side. Obviously, Herrera would be taking Seren's spot in that in that case um, and playing alongside Vera, Vera. And if he got and if he does go to a, a more wide stance where he where he does use five in the back and he uses uh, Lundy and, and Seca as wingbacks, for them to push up and to, you know, I guess kind of progress the ball further up and 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 use more of a wide attack, you know, then you have Vera falling back and you have uh, Herrera moving up into an eight roll. And yeah, and it's it's and it's going to be it's going to be you know weird. Just everybody can argue what midfield he's going to use. Are they is he going to use Vera? Does, you know, does DQ get moved up to the one of those wing positions or? Or just a free roamer position because if you got Coco starting with Ache Ache and Vera, where does that put DQ? Or you know you probably just rotate the four. But if you want to play defensive like Nagamore has been doing lately, he's going to put Ache Ache and Vera together. You would assume, but I, I don't mind Coco and Ache Ache together and DQ a little bit in front of them. But you know we still got to fix that winger problem. <laughs> Hopefully they'll do that soon with the transfer window opening today. But. Uh, we got our eyes open. We're looking. But uh, moving on. So, Sean, we'll start with you, man. This this game is is coming up against Dallas. Does does what does Alche actually start? What, what kind of time do you expect him to see in this first game? Uh, that's a really good question that I wish I had an answer for. If it was me as coach, Alche uh, Alche starts, plays the first half, and then subs off in the second half. Uh, I probably, you know, I mentioned this last night on the show. I would probably have also called up Palomino, uh, and had Palomino be the other player, uh, in the second half that would come on for, for Ache Ache, because there is some level between, you know, for at least the, the, the fans that know that want to see Palomino get minutes. Uh, and I think that that, it, that would have been the perfect opportunity to do that. Uh, with that being said though. Uh, and that out of the way, I, I think realistically, Ache Ache is probably not starting. <clears throat> and he's probably coming, my guess would be 50th, 60th minute in the match, depending on, you know, how he feels after practice on, fr you know, tomorrow um, in preparation for the match uh, on Saturday. So I have to think that, you know, some of it just rides on how is he feeling, fitness wise, you know, and otherwise, and then 
also bear in mind for those those that are like, well, he could go 90. Uh, heat and no. humidity in Houston, anybody? Hello. Has anybody asked him about how he's adjusting to the humidity on any of these interviews? I mean, every interview I have seen him do, uh, including the press conference, he has downed at least a full bottle of ice cold water. He did so, come out. He did come out in a suit though, a lot. He looked. <laughs> I mean, pretty, even when I'm even when I've seen him in a shiny. Yeah, but even when I've seen him in a t-shirt and shorts, that man is still down in a full bottle of ice cold water. So he's hydrating and he's hydrating self, hard. Self care, bro. Self care. Hey, he's yeah, a yeah, smart yeah. guy. It's, he's at. He's a. He's training. Clearly understands what it takes to stay hydrated in a you know hot human environment. So for sure, for sure. He's training for it, man. Yeah. <laughs> um. I think I, I if, if I was if I was coaching the Dynamo Saturday, I th- I, don't, I wouldn't start him because um, uh, I want a, a fast start to the game and I need to be and I need the players who have been there to 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 get who have chemistry together to go out there and you know trying to you know push and make a strong push in that first half to try to kind of dominate the game you know and, and uh, push FC Dallas back because Frisco unfortunately. They do have a good squad. They have uh, they they have a, a squad that's playing really well together, a front three and Velasco, Ferreira and Ariola that are really connecting really well and assisting the ball to each other, distributing to each other, and scoring goals at the end. Uh, so I need a quick start. And obviously Hector has only trained with them a handful of times, so he doesn't have that chemistry with those guys yet. Uh, and then depending on how the first half goes, I would. Maybe some of them, some of them in the beginning of the, first, of the of the second half, but more than likely, like I like I said in, in the show yesterday and on Finn's show uh, Tuesday, um, I'll probably give him 20, 25 minutes because I don't need him to get hurt the first game. I don't need him to come off with an injury or something bad happen to him because we try to rush him onto the pitch and and make him play uh, overexert himself because we have to remember that. He had an injury when he came back from when he came from Atletico Madrid. He didn't end the, his uh, his uh, playing career over there playing playing soccer. He he was on injured, so you know we also got to remember that as well. That, that that's that's true. So I'm, I'm hoping that uh, yeah he's not gonna pull a hammy. What you Mark, got, Finn? Mark, you 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 want to bench Herrera because you want a fast start. Have you watched the last openings of our matches? With the guys that we have, it's been no, no, look, 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 and and look, the Charlotte game obviously is not the best example. It, it was a horrible example, and and we talked about it in quite in quite a bit, bit of detail yesterday's show, myself and Sean, and and it was a disaster, right? But you know, but the prior game against Portland, you know, before they got that lousy ass penalty call, you know, they came out, they dominated, they they held possession, they they had a couple of chances, you know, and things like that. Um, but obviously they still don't put the ball in the back of the net. But you know, like I mentioned yesterday with Sean, this is a derby. This if, if you're not gonna get up for any game, this is the game you get up for, you know. Um, this is this is your main rival, your biggest rival, according to you know MLS or whatever. And this is the game where you need to go uh put up or shut up because we should have won the game in Frisco, right? I mean, I think we're all in agreement here. We got kind of robbed. In that game over there earlier in the in the season, and we need to pay those guys back. And if you're not motivated for this game, then you need to leave this team immediately. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's any way he starts. I mean, ideally, it's a tie game at like the 60th minute, and he comes in as a momentum changer, and we win. That'd be wonderful. But 
the problem is they've done so much hyping him up that if they don't start him, they're going to look stupid. Because, I mean, you guys have seen like social media since Sir Charlotte. So people are pretty upset and they want things to change now. And if we hype him up like this and don't start him with his desperate, as some of our fans have become, like this could this could be a terrible PR. Move. Yeah, but but I mean, Finn, just to combat that, I mean, you know, if if those guys are going to sit back and listen to social media and listen to trolls and clowns on, on social media, then they shouldn't be in the position they are. Right. Because if, you know, take the example of the last couple of examples of big names that came into MLS, Slotham didn't come into the second half, you know. He didn't start that first game. I don't expect Gareth Bale or or, or Chaloni to start to start for LAFC on Friday tomorrow. So yeah, but yeah, Galaxy have like five championships. LAFC won one a couple of years ago, and they're loaded, and they have other star power. This is like this is our star. No, and I understand, and I understand yeah. that. But I mean, but you got, but you have to, you can't go based off what the fans tell you to do. You know, I don't know, man. They, those Manchester United protests were pretty effective. But the but the Glazers still on the team, so yeah. But they fired what's his name, the little Dutch guy. What's his name, the little short one, Ollie Ollie Gunner. Oh, yeah, right. but I mean, you know, that's just poor poor performances. I mean, that's where everybody is now with the teams because we the last match was awful against the it bad was, team. It was. It was. Oh, and I didn't know you pronounce your co-host name Herman. In my head, I've been saying German Benitez since I met him. It's Herman. Yeah, Herman. Herman. Yeah, Herman. Oh, man, there we go again. Yeah, uh, it's El Salvadorian. I yeah, I'm like, I'm like that's that's neat. Somebody named their kid German Benitez type. Herman. Herman. I was going to say, can I get a little bit of that Mark accent in there to make yeah. sure it's pronounced properly? Saludos, Herman Benitez. Hello. You, so, you said hello. <laughs> Yeah, I just shouted him out, you know. He said, it's going to be cool. Lo siento. Yeah, yeah, it's her mom. Yeah, he's couldn't make it tonight. He's he's sad he's missing out. But all right, yeah, so, you know, if he starts, it's going to be a big deal. And then I think like like somebody else said, he'll get he'll get subbed out at halftime or in the 55th minute minute mark and get to get his standing ovation on his way out. Uh, if he comes on and uh, in the second half, he's going to get a large ovation coming in, uh, but hopefully it's not coming into a segment where he's down. So that's, that's, you know, Nagamore shouldn't be thinking about that, but they put Nache Ache in a situation where we're already down and for the fans, but we can't worry about what the fans, we can't worry about the, how they feel. We just, we just got to play the game and, Trust Nagamore, and hopefully, hopefully Mark's right. And Nagamore comes out and attacking because that was too defensive against Charlotte. Didn't expect that style. Didn't expect that game, and it was quite embarrassing. So he's definitely got to do something different, especially against Dallas because Dallas likes to attack. But you know, uh, m- moving on with with Ache on the field, uh, are, I know for me, for at least for the first few games, it's going to boost my confidence, and I might start playing like a different player. Something might come. <laughs> Can can Ache Ache boost our player performance? Our uh, some of our other players who don't have the egos. Man, you know, um, it's kind of funny you you say that because I feel like the players should have been motivated this past game because the atmosphere in that Charlotte game was amazing. For real, <clears throat> it, it was it was fantastic, man. I hadn't seen 
PNC in that in that way in a long, long time. And Nineteen thousand two hundred. Yeah, I mean, and that's not even the and that's not even full house, you know. So imagine this Saturday when it's sold out, and and people are just there crazy, you know, for for whatever reason they're there for the if they're there for the Dynamo or they're there for Hector or they're just there because they want to be part of the 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 hype or whatever. They're there, and you're gonna have a full house. And and if you're not motivated as a player when you see your stadium packed out, especially when you've gone all these years not seeing it packed out or nowhere near close to being packed out, like I said, you don't belong in this team, and you need to leave immediately. Um, and not just not just the fact that you know that you have Hector on your side on the pitch, but just the fact that you have the support. You have the support. This is what this is what we've been waiting for. This is what we, as our as loyal Dynamo supporters, have been waiting for. You know, to see PNC packed out, to see the atmosphere as we see on te- on television. You know, the, and it's finally here. We're gonna see it Saturday. Yeah, yeah. To back your point up real quick, uh, you know, Pat Onstead said it this season. That's why we have so many returning players. We're gonna give everybody a chance with the new coach. We're gonna see how you can play, and and then at the end of the season. Uh, you, I think you're going to see a lot of players take off from this team. And and I know a lot of us are kind of hoping so at the same time, <laughs> but it's, it's a necessity and it's going to be a need. And uh, starting, starting this, this weekend, Saturday and Tuesday, you're right. Those players need to start standing out. Do you want to stick around or are you going to have a hard time looking for your next contract? You got Sean or Finn. you got a comment on it. Can, can HH. And Achi Achi boost the team. He's gonna have to. I mean, if we go, man, could you imagine if he joins the team and we end up in like 12th, 13th, or 14th and the season's <laughs> over? Like if we just get worse. He, he has to. He's gonna be the best player on the pitch the moment he steps in. He's gonna be the best player on the pitch Saturday if he gets in. He's going to go into most games being the best player in the stadium. So yeah, he has to. He should, but you never know. I know he'd make me a better player. That's for sure. Even if I played with him for three, four years, he'd still make me a better player until we were equals. <laughs> hmm. We make each other better players. But, yeah, it, no, it, it, I think and, the team just had to feed off of him. Yeah, and I don't think that, you know, Pat and and those guys in the front office, you know, after the season's over, they're going to ask Hector, hey, man, who do you – Who? I mean, they're, they're, they're probably going to ask him, hey, you know, who do you think is just uh, stay on this team? I mean, he's he, – once he, once, once he signed that contract – he might not be our captain per se the first game, but he's going to be our captain. You know, like I said, he's, he's our face of our face of the franchise. When you have a player who's just that far above and beyond your next, your other players, there's, I mean, he's our leader, you know, whether he's a vocal leader or a leader or a leader by, 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 by what he does on the pitch, whatever we, that's still to be determined. Right. But, but as of right now, Everybody's talking about the Dynamo because of him. Correct. Yeah, definitely, oh, sorry. He's definitely brought us back into the picture media-wise. Yes. We were, we were dead and buried for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I think someone I saw someone comment on that, on how many media outlets showed up to one of the first events that he that he did before the, the post-event. And even at the post-event. It's just, it's just crazy. And the, the billboards. Air- Go ahead. At the airport, I mean, you know, just, I mean, everybody was there. I mean, you had Berman out there at the airport during, during, during NBA free agency season and, <laughs> and things like that, you know, like, I mean, 
you know, let's not let's not kid ourselves. I mean, we all know that that football, baseball, and basketball, and 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 other sports come before MLS, right? But I mean, but the fact that you know you have the top guys over there, they're they're number they're they're A list sports uh, broadcasters from the local channels out there at that airport to see this player come in. That's saying a lot because they 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 either send their B team, their C team, or they don't send anybody at all. Right, it does make a big, uh, and like I said, like I said, I was seeing uh, billboards driving into the city, coming from Austin and driving out. It was about about forty minutes outside of outside of Houston. So they're they're getting out there, and I liked it. And it was uh, Ache Ache coming in, and then when I was going out, it was Seabass and Maria Sanchez on the billboard. So it got me excited, man. Even though I was driving home after a crappy a loss, I was excited for about. A minute and a half, typical, right? But, you know, now the, the next question that I don't know if this one's kind of a troll question because uh, I, I don't know. how. Uh, does does Hache uh, Hache now inserted into the lineup make Dynamo an auto, automatic playoff contenders? Simple answer, no. No. <laughs> that, that's why I said I don't know if it's a freaking troll question, but I just went ahead and put it in there just so – that they can hear y'all answer it so that it's a legitimate one, but it's an easy one to answer. I mean, look, I mean, obviously anything can happen during the season. You can have major injuries to other teams and, and things of that nature that, that kind of help the dynamo maybe make a couple of steps forward. But, but like I said, I mean, no, just ideally within the place that we're in, inserting him to the lineup, uh, injuries don't exist in the world. Uh, the teams are going to continue playing, you know, and, of course, form changes, of course, but, yeah. you know, it does. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it does not make Dynamo an automatic playoff contender. No, no uh, like, I, like, like, like I mentioned, if, if we're, if we're fighting for a playoff spot in the last couple of weeks of the season and, and we happen to ha- get, get one, that'd be awesome. But if we happen to just miss out, I mean, obviously it's an improvement from being bottom feeders the last two, three years. So, I mean, you got to look at from the, glass half full stance and look at it like okay well we just missed out on the playoffs you know um now we have a full offseason to go revamp the team we're gonna have contracts come off the books we're gonna have players that we don't want uh leave and that next season is gonna be kind of the the let's see if they're for real about making this franchise legitimate again in mls I know the goal is still to make the playoffs, and that was the goal beginning of the season. It's and it's, it's still there. It's not far away. Uh, so hopefully they they at least you know they they make that push, and we'll see. I know Finn, you uh, I think you did the math the other day for the remaining games and the performance that the Dynamo have to have remaining in that schedule. And uh, twenty nine that, points. That's, that's a tough task. Almost two now. points a game, man. We haven't done that yeah. since I've supported this club. Maybe once. The Western Conference final year, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But yeah, so hopefully he comes in and, like we said, the players boost off of him and uh, the Dynamo change their form and start playing better. But we're going to see kind of immediately right off the bat to to see if uh, the Dynamo can change some form immediately. But Sean, ne- next question for you and uh, clear there is, is Ache Ache our savior? And you can take that in any content you want, context. Uh, you yeah, want. I was going to say, I mean, you can't ask that question without defining what savior <laughs> means in this case, right? Like 
the question preceding it was, does he make us an instant uh, playoff contender? Well, you know, is that what constitutes a savior, right? Like, I mean, that's that's a bit of a bit of a loaded question. I would say to help you, I would say if I'm picking what savior means to me, uh, is he riding the ship of this franchise that was headed in a very wrong direction? I, I'm going to be honest with you. The answer to that is no. Uh, and it has nothing to do with Ache Ache, but he's not that guy. And the reason I say that is that all falls squarely on the shoulders of Ted. Daddy Ted. Daddy Ted. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Daddy Ted. Uh, because, you know, if he's not investing the money, then Ache Ache is not coming here. But even beyond that, even if Ache Ache still came here and we, you know, and we had our old ownership, it wouldn't matter because we wouldn't spend any additional money. And so, yeah. So, I mean, as far as him being the savior, the answer to that is no. But, you know, the side to that is it, it's our owner. And, you know, uh, hopefully, but we'll see, I guess. I don't know. I have to explain that sometimes here, living in this place that I live in, that no, not Ashiashi is not our savior, that it's Daddy Ted. It's Daddy Ted. It's this guy. And that I don't think they just understand it. And of course, these people here, they don't have an owner like that either. Uh, so they, yeah, they just like their coach and they like their general manager. And they wish they had an owner like we had. Uh, but Daddy Ted, I think, is our savior. But anybody else want to have an opinion on that, Mark or Finn? You know, I mean, you know, it's 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 kind of like what Sean said. I mean, I mean, it's not it's nothing against Herrera. I mean, he's he's a fantastic player. But I mean, but you got to understand the Dynamo have dug themselves a hole for a whole decade plus. You know, um, and to get out of that hole. It, it, us as Dynamo supporters, we understand it's not going to be an instant, instant change. If it could be, that'd be awesome. You know, the faster the better. You know, for us to be challenging for playoffs and hopefully one day MLS Cup again. But, but the the the, the hole that was dug by the prior ownership group, I mean, it, it was just horrible. I mean, you know, and and unfortunately, you know, we have somebody who's motivated in Ted and, and obviously Pat, you know, obviously with his ties from the club from, from from the good old days, you know, he wants to see this club back on top, you know. So we have the people in place as far as the, as far as the front office to help us get us there. But now it's getting the players to buy in, getting the, the, the talent level up because the talent level in MLS overall is has risen to a level where we were we were left far behind. That's why we were bottom feeders the last you know couple of years that's why we had top three picks for the back-to-back super drafts the last couple of years and um and if we can get the players come in and we can get the the system going and we can get the the whether it's paulo or another coach to to get the the team there and focused and motivated you know we'll get there sooner rather than later but if we hit if we keep missing on our players on our dp signings on our high-end tam players or our U22 initiative players or whatever, it's going to be a long road ahead still. Yeah, I think, I mean, I I know Paula wants to win because we all heard about what happened after the last match. I think, I think the problem is the on field leadership. I mean, who's the leader of the club Like on the field, on the pitch last year, you could tell it was Eric Valentin and Tim Parker a little, but mostly it's Eric. Who is it this year? I mean, who? Nobody stands like, out. Uh, Nobody stands out. Parker Arc yells Day. a lot. 
And the thing is, like, like you know, Finn mentions Valentine and Parker, but I mean, look, I mean, it's it's great to be a vocal leader and to yell and say, say stuff, but then when you have that very own leader, you know, scoring own goals, putting you in and 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 terrible situations, and then obviously this season, Car- Parker's our our main captain, our first captain, or whatever, and he's not living up to the money that was invested in him when we brought him over from from New York. Um, it's it's. How, how am I as a player supposed to follow a captain that doesn't play up to par? Yeah. And like I said, who is the captain? Who is the leader? And I mean, I, Steve Clark, maybe. He yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I, I would put Clark up there. I mean, Clark. But I mean, it shouldn't take us that long to figure it out. No. Uh, yeah, exactly. It shouldn't. You know, and, and you bring up a great point. I mean, look. We could be a lot worse, you know. Steve Clark has been a blessing, you know, realistically. And, My MVP. And, and and we could be a, a whole lot worse, um, you know. I, I think our our goal differential is what negative one or negative two up to this point, and that's and that's all Steve Clark right there because, like I said, um, Parker has been terrible. Stairs he's been okay. Uh, Bartlow's been okay for the times he's been been given, you know. And teenage he's been, pff, I, I I mean teenage. I mean, he, he, yeah, he's been wild, man. He, when he plays good, he plays good. But when he plays, when he's off, he's off. And this is our DP defender. This is the one who we should be relying on, who should be old reliable, and he's not. Well, we shouldn't have a DP as a defender. Yeah. Well, that, well, that, like uh, a guy uh, like Chiellini. Obviously. If it was like a, a European guy, like of Herrera's level, you know? Yeah, but. Obviously, he but, you know. Um, chicken in. Is that where he was? <laughs> no, he was in uh, he was in the Super League in Tur- Turkey, but oh, that's right, Galliata support. Yeah, he's but he did play for Chicken, chicken, in. F- chicken yeah, in. but he was in Chicken in FC. I always see their stuff on Twitter. That's why they're in my head, man. <laughs> I love that name. Makes me hungry and want to watch soccer. There's your next FIFA team name. All right, so you know, uh, I think y'all kind of answered to. Some of Achiachi's disappointment, but if, this, if at what would Achiachi consider a disappointment when we at the end of this season? So he's coming in now, a Dynamo, or trying to a goal is to make the playoffs. Uh, how, how far down can we go? Before? I mean, yeah. I, I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah, and and, and the thing is, I, I think Hector understands that this is. A rebuilding year, so I mean, project. So, yeah, project. So they, so they can't really be any disappointment. And then, obviously, I'm sure he watched the game on Charlotte, and and if that was his first live taste of what the Dynamo team and his and his teammates are, then he shouldn't have any high expectations for the rest of the season, you know. Um, so, with that being said, I don't think there should be any as far as like. Um, damn, like, you know, this is, oh my God, what did I put myself into, you know, because if he's, if, if what we saw this past Sunday is a reflection of what we're going to get for the rest of the season and just, all, we, all we're doing is just sprinkling it, you know, Hector on top of it, then we shouldn't really expect much and he shouldn't be too disappointed in whatever the outcome is if we end up bottom of the table again for, for another season. Yeah, I, th- I think them setting the goal of playoffs is the goal. I think anything but playoffs in in his mind should be a failure. In ours, I guess in ours. Well, too. yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, look, every season playoffs should be the goal. You know, 
But I mean, but but if we're speaking realistically and, and based off the talent that we have on the field, I mean, we are yeah, what, we are what we are. Yeah, at this with this club right here, we're oh, barely a top ten team. Even with HH, I, th- I think we're just barely a top ten team. They need to. They top need to 10 make overall, or oh no, no, no in the West. In the West, so in we're, the we're, West. 10, we're yeah, we're ten yeah. right now in the, in the West, and with Achi coming in, hopefully we can can get us to nine. And seven. The league in the league, we're like we're, we're top twenty five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, come on, man. We're, we're the, East, far down. the East is really good when they play us. Yes, yes. it looks great. And yeah. Some Eastern Conference teams coming up pretty soon. Minnesota, Philadelphia, Vancouver, Montreal. Jeez, Minnesota again. But all right, man. Well, moving on. And uh, this this question actually Sean asked on the Discord the other day. So maybe hopefully between Mark and Finn get a little more of a definitive answer and you know then maybe sean you can maybe answer your own questions and let us know how you feel about your own question but i, I, I took a, a photo a screenshot and i just i'm gonna go ahead and read it you know i think mark you might have seen this i'm pretty sure finn i don't think you have or you've heard of it yet but he sean wrote y'all i know i'm usually not a negative nancy or a debbie downer but i'm gonna oh, so let me just start with the freaking question actually <laughs> i was gonna say man geez, start <laughs> off with the hardcore stuff sorry man i i realized that as i was reading it and, and saying it so <laughs> but with the match likely a sellout and media being fully invested in achi achi's debut what if we come out terribly, look miserable, and without and when Achiache comes in, we're already so far down that even his assist on two goals isn't enough? Are those fans who came for Achiache specifically going to come back for the future matches too? And he continued to say he's hoping and praying and sacrificing whatever the football gods to ensure this doesn't happen. But uh, you know that that's that's a that's a great question, guys. Great question. Great question, Sean. I have them every once in a while. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I'll go first, man. Um, you know, teams invest a lot in match day experiences. You know, um, obviously, the the biggest experience you can go, you can experience when you're at a game is a win. Um, but when that doesn't happen because your your team isn't uh, of that level. Um, you know, obviously the match day and the atmosphere and the way things are done in, in the stadium and and the people who work there, you know, can can make up a lot for it. You know, obviously, you know, this past Sunday that like I mentioned earlier, the atmosphere was wonderful. It was fantastic. You know, I had people come come to the game that haven't been to a Dynamo game in years and they had a great time. You know, obviously the three dollar beers helped and then obviously the free beers and pitch twenty five helped as well. But um, but with that being said, the Charlotte loss kind of it kind of hurt a little bit, but it didn't deflate the 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 balloon, I guess. Um, and and I and like I said, this whole week I've been having people asking me, "Hey, man, you going to the game? Hey, can, can you give me some tickets? Can we get some tickets? Or where do I go get tickets? You know?" So it's been a lot more of people trying to find out what what, what they can do to get tickets and stuff like that. And which has got me hype, you know, obviously we have this big tailgate going on in Lot C, for those who don't know and who are going to listen later on, everybody's invited at 4.30, we'll be pre-gaming at Lot C, um, 
over there, uh, free beer and uh, and other stuff going on along food along. trucks and games. Yeah, so I mean, you know, so feel free to come along and and hang out with us. Um, but with that being said, you know, the atmosphere, like I said, I expected to be ten times what it was this past Sunday. I expected it to be fun. I expect people to be drinking. I expect people to be laughing and stuff like that. But then when the match starts, uh, it might it might it might be tough. Like I said, that's why I feel like Paulo needs to have these boys ready to go, like from the get go. I know sometimes they want to hold back because of the humidity. They don't want them to run out of gas. But I mean, but when a Dynamo don't score first, they're, they they lose. There's they haven't won a game where they don't score first. So all season. So um, that's going to be a crucial point for them to score first, for sure, to even have a chance to uh, to win this game or at least make the game entertaining to a point where fans want to come back for a, a, a couple more rounds of Dynamo action later on in the season. Yeah, Sean, you know, if there's going to be a lot of fans that are just going to show up to watch Achi Achi anyways. Uh, but those that are Dynamo fans and actually he's bringing those fans in to give Dynamo a chance, I guess, per se, uh, they're not going to know anything about Dynamo, which is going to be <laughs> a bad thing. So they're going to come in. So it is going to be based a lot on the performance and, you know, and hopefully they, they learn about us and they hear about us in the culture and the community and they, they continue to come back and they just, and they start to understand what, what the Dynamo are trying to achieve right now and just not let one, one frigging game be, you know, that, that telltale if it goes the wrong way for us, you know, if it goes the right way, hopefully they do start to learn more about us and uh, become Dynamo fans. But I, I don't know, is it, is it like the Dynamo fans coming to watch Achi Achi that are just kind of couch potatoes, <laughs> Dynamo fans? Uh, I don't those think guys, we're going to keep all of them. No, but I definitely. Uh, go ahead, give your opinion. I think like he's going to bring a lot in it first, and then like all right. things, the shininess wears off. And I think you'll have some coming intermittently, and attendance will go up overall. But is he going to ignite the fire in some Houston kid who hasn't kicked a soccer ball in his life? Like probably not. Right. He's going to be here advertising to kids who come from families that follow the sport that already have established clubs that they're, you can't have a different club than your father. I mean, I don't, it wasn't allowed. So you guys, I think you got to look this as far as like, you know, think of the rockets before James Harden got here. Right. Um, they were a disaster of a team, you know, James Harden comes in. We don't know who this is. This is a player who comes in. He starts lining it up, starts scoring. We, you know, he has obviously, uh, unique distinction as far as you know with the beard and and things like that that kind of draw, draw drew us in um and then you know they started winning they started winning games we liked the way they played they were fast paced they were young they were making dunks triple doubles making a playoff run things of that nature you know you have to start from somewhere you have to build a foundation and and Acha Acha is gonna is is the one that's gonna lay that out you know and Obviously, you know, we're going to have a lot of fans go there just because he is Ache Ache. We're going to have a lot of fans go there just because he is a Mexican player. But regardless of the fact, regardless of the reason why they get there, as long as they keep coming, that's all that matters. And they're going to keep coming if there's an attractive brand of soccer there for them to watch. You know, 
um, they're going to keep coming if if they have a great time at the at, at the at the stadium. You know, they're going to have a great time if they have a if they see other people that that are of a light keen there. You know, enjoying to have a good time. You know, have you know tailgating, having drinks. You know, and and all that good time. And it, it's, it's, it's like any party. You know, when That's it's cool. a, when it's a good time, you want to keep going. I'd say, I'd say it's just the key to get in the door. And then you know, I, got, I take it back. He, he will attract some kids because there's some kids that have never been to a Dynamo game that their parents will be like, oh, look, they signed some big guy. Let's go watch him. And maybe one of those kids they bring. Mm -hmm. So it will have a trickle-down effect. So. And the Mexican community is huge, too. So like these kids that don't know who Hector Herrera is, their parents do. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be talking about him now. They're like, look, hey, this is El Capitan right here. And then they're going to start talking about him. And the kids will get excited. They'll show highlights. And, you know, so, yeah, you're right. And it's – I think it'll help. Achi Achi come in will definitely help. And those fans that follow him will say 10% stick around. And depending on how the Dynamo played, then that number will grow. I mean, think about this, guys. I mean, every time Mexico comes play, comes play and fills up NRG, that's 70,000 people, right? If, of, of those 70,000 Mexican fans, if we can get 10% of those fans, that's 7,000 fans there, you know. And, and of, of those 10, uh, you know, if we can get 10 or 20% of those of those 7,000, I mean, you know, that's like I said, we start we start building a, a fan base. Uh, we start building a different type of fan that comes to the stadium. You know, we already know the regulars who go to the games and we see we see each other every other week when the Dynamo were playing, you know. But when you, once you start seeing those fresh new faces because of Ache Ache, because of whoever else we decided to bring in, um, you know, um, it, it, that, that's when you start getting excited as a as a diehard fan because, you know, you start seeing new people, new reasons to to feel um, feel want like feel wanted, as far as you know, as a club, as as a team, as a professional team in Houston, because right now I feel you know we're like the we're like the only stepchild that's on the side cleaning cleaning up everybody's room or everybody else having a good time. Sean, follow up. Yeah, I completely disagree. Um, and I'm going to say it this way. I, you know, I think that um, uh, it might've been Finn that said, you know, how many of those are maybe, you know, people that have been on the couch and just not going to dynamo no, matches that, in general. That was me. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That was Eric. Um, you know, so, so something, to consider there is there's going to be inherently a spurt of attendance and activity and uptick in it. We know that around his arrival and debut and then dynamo lose the next three out of four matches. They lose both of the, you know, the Texas Derby and the Austin trip. Uh, that's going to have a pretty substantial impact on, you know, the amount of people that are going to pay attention to the club after that uh is the media going to continue to be as engaged and active as they are i think some of them will stick around but not all of them um is that enough to to make a long-term impact on the trajectory of in, in attendance for this club that i i can't say i don't know but i'm looking at it and and i'm i'm taking a a long-term big picture you know view of this and you know we we talk about it all the time Winning is what cure, you know, cures what ails you. And this club is not winning. This club, you know, we've all said it at this point that the club does not have the players right now to be anything more than a, at best, a middle of the table team at best. So 
you know, how competitive is a team in that situation? I, I don't know. To your to rebuttal your point, uh, Mark, when James got, Harden got here, he was a nobody. He was not a name player. He was not a franchise player. Yes, we traded a lot to get him, but he was not assumed to be the coming savior. <laughs> I'll use that word again uh, for the Rockets. So they had time to slow build, you know, him. He didn't have to immediately play the first game he got here. He did, but he didn't have to. He didn't have to immediately take the team on his back. He didn't immediately have to elevate the quality of play, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas I think the difference is Hector Herrera coming in, if if he doesn't elevate the play of those around him enough, if this team does not find its way to being competitive again against middle of the table teams and and expansion teams and top of the table teams in MLS, then I, I don't know if we see a giant long-term uptick or even a remote decent uptick in attendance because you have to consider how many, you know, we're spreading spreading across 17, 18 matches a season for home matches for Hector Herrera. I mean, yeah, the, the bigger matches, you know, Frisco rivalry match, maybe we get more people to attend. Austin rivalry match, maybe we get more people to attend. You know, LA and LAFC just because of the players that they bring in. But you know, outside of outside of those type of situations, I, I don't know if he has as monumental an impact on attendance as I was hoping for, only because it's gonna take a shift in the way that this team is playing. And you know, there's just too much if in there for me to just sit here and say, Yeah, it'll be okay. I don't know if it's gonna be okay. I mean, it's not gonna be the end of the world. It's just I don't know if we're going to see a whole lot of difference in terms of fan attendance and turnout until this team actually starts winning and winning consistently. And I think where you can find a positive in what Sean was talking about is that, you know, obviously there are more eyes to the Dynamo right now because of Hector and there's more media presence. So you're hoping that, you know, if the team does end up still failing and losing like that, like Sean is, is saying, that maybe those media outlets will stop putting pressure on the squad you know, and, and on the team, you know, as far as putting it out there, like, hey, you know, well, you got this player, you know, because, you, you know, like like uh, most of y'all here, you know, we hear about the Texans, we hear about the Rockets, we hear about the Astros, we hear about these squads, and when they're doing good, you know, right now the Astros are the second best team in the league, right, um, record-wise. But, you know, all you hear about is who can they bring in, who can they bring in to get them over the hump, you know, to make that World Series run again, you know. You hear about the Texans, you know. Oh, you know, they're 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 rebuilding, but you know, they had a great draft. They got picks upon picks upon picks for the next couple of years. So they're building a foundation here with Casario. Same thing with the Rockets. You know, they just had a fantastic draft, uh, three first round picks that you know hopefully they transition to something else. And 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 they 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 groom them into star players. But you don't hear that about the Dynamo. You know, like nobody cares if this team brings anybody in or not you know except for the diehard fans that you know we're, we're on our blogs or discord pages or or reddits you know talking about it but you don't hear it about it in local media as far as abc fox or whatever uh and maybe that maybe that does show 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 a light onto the onto the club and put that pressure on the club to hey you need to, if you want these people to keep coming you need to bring players in that people are going to be excited about you know um and let's hope at minimal that happens if we continue to go descending and, and fall back to our normal dynamo 
self being bottom of the table team. And we only have seven seven home games left in the remainder of the season. Nine home games to go. And then after this Dallas game, we have four out of five are on the road. We don't we don't play at home for two weeks after this Dallas game. We go on the road versus ATX and San Jose, then bring Minnesota here, and then we go back on the road for two games again. So it's yeah. uh, <clears throat> that's a good tell. I, I know I'm usually not a negative Nancy either, but we could lose all six of those. As bad as we've been, we we could like as bad as we've looked. We played one of one of the worst teams in the league in Charlotte, and they, even though we outplayed them, they should have beaten us by more. Man, we we could lose all six if if they don't change the energy. And uh, I don't know. I I think the game plans are solid ish, but we don't have the players to pull off comebacks. And, you know, I'm going to try to be a little bit optimistic, even though I know Sean is usually the more optimist one between me and him. Um, but, like, we've seen glimpses of this team able to, to be productive and score goals, you know. We've seen matches where, where, where they've been like, we're like, wow, what's going on here? You know, who is this team, you know. Um, and we're just hoping that we can get a little bit more of that. And then, obviously, you sprinkle in Herrera. Uh, where he can bring a little bit of balance in the midfield, and 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 hopefully that, like I said, that 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 moves moves the whole squad up 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 a notch. It might not be a notch enough to make the playoffs, but at least a notch higher than what we are currently, um, which is which is a positive thing, right? Um, but you know, just to be optimist here, like I said, we've seen glimpses of 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 great soccer out of these guys from time to time. From certain players, I myself, if if I if I see if I if, if honestly if I'm if I'm being realistic, there's only a handful of players that I'm that I'm willing to keep after the season. But 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 these are the players that I have right now, so I have no other choice. Sean, does that? I think we we did we help any <laughs> get you good opinions. At least, no, those are great answers to the question. I think that, uh, you know, examining it from all sides is important. I appreciate, as always, Mark, your uh, uh, willingness to be devil's advocate. I think that's a you know, that's definitely helpful, but uh, yeah, yeah, but you're also a devil's advocate, man. So maybe it's you. Uh, No, Mark was definitely devil's advocate this time because he's not the positive guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. You're right. That that's that smile will betray you if you're not it, careful. It's the reverse. This is the reverse psychology. I'm luring him in with, with, with positivity, so I can get him with the negative later. Bam. <laughs> I think our moods just go back and forth here. <laughs> but you know, uh, just just moving on, and we we've been going for an hour on Achi Achi, so we'll, we'll just kind of start narrowing things down here. But just to We'll go through. I got one little question left for Achi Achi, and then we'll run through the Dallas gamings and get y'all's predictions. And I've got a couple of friggin' stats that I found real quick just to mention, just to know how much trouble we're in, too. But so, real quick for all y'all, uh, Foot Mob always gives ratings. So, Achi Achi, man, what's his Foot Mob rating going to be for the for the remainder of this season? 7 1. I'll, I'll take a 7 plus for sure. Come on, Mark, Sean. What we got? Football they, don't, they, don't, they don't like ratings. They don't like ratings? Is that why they're being silent? 
Sean prefers the eye test. Look, the, the, I, I'm more, I'm more of the eye test guy. You know, like I said, I know analytics playing a big thing into 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 sports nowadays and things like that. And like I said, into I, analytics I, too. I have to question the rating sometimes because I think they give Tim Tim Parker the highest rating on our defense last for the last game, and I see I I don't have an understanding of how. So, um, but. You know, anything above a seven is a plus, right? So, absolutely, that'll be a bonus for us. So, you know, I think I hope you're right, Finn. It's going to be a seven. You know, but what did I don't think anybody deserved to have a, a good rating. But you know, you're right. Zeka had the highest. Parker was a six six, but Clark had the best. He was a six eight. But you know, go ahead. I was just going to say. I don't trust ratings. Uh, I do believe that there is value in analytics, but I think that at times you have to balance that against what you see. Uh, you can't take one or the other. You have to have both to, to really provide a, an adequate look into what's really going on. I think uh, Ache Ache, just how he plays, probably talking a... I'm going to get so much crap for this. A 6'8 or a 6'9" you know, just under a seven. Um, I think it's more to do with where he plays. He's not going to have a lot of influence in my opinion, offensively. He'll have some, but not a lot. Uh, it's mostly going to be defensive. Uh, and you know, it's going to be difficult for him to really assert his influence on the game. I think at least out of the gate early on, and that's going to make it tougher for him to have a higher average. Uh, you know, if he's only playing a little bit here and there and not getting real high ratings in those, in those time periods. Yeah, it was just kind of like a reference. You could you could also rate him at a one to ten. Just to, I, I, I would say like he's 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 going to get those 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 average to a, a, above ratings, and he might have a couple downer games, but I think he's going to be kind of in that like like Finn said, a seven one range. And I'm I'm hoping I mean, I'm hoping get some assists in there and get into the high sevens, maybe into the eights, but. If he can perform, then then, then Houston's going to start performing better, and and the, the team's going to start playing a lot better. And uh, Pat just said on Glenn Davis that it's, it's of course it's up to Nagamore if Achiache plays and when he plays. <laughs> so oh okay, well that's going to uh, look. I know you don't want to go back to Achiache, but I think that that for for ten or poor tens that we need to return to Achiache. How is the crowd going to be if Ache Ache doesn't even see the pitch? I don't think Ooh. that I don't I don't think that's a that's a non Yeah. I mean, even yeah. though look look Pat's going to say the, the 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 right thing. The the coach makes the decision on the players and who starts and all that stuff, but this whole match has been labeled Ache Ache's debut match. The okay. reason Okay. The, I, I, you're, you're not wrong with that. Okay. Now we're getting into the normal generation orange tit for tat back, back and forth. <laughs> but uh, let me ask this Mark as devil's advocate here. If we get to the 80th minute and Ache Ache has not seen the pitch, how loud is that stadium going to voice their opinion? Oh, it's going to get loud. I mean, like, 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 like and the perfect example was the, 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 the LA LCLA LA galaxy match that was happening when, when the whole, the whole stadium was calling out for, Slaton because I think Galaxy were losing bad to LAFC at that moment at that time, and he came in like a like a hero and you know and just you know dominate the game. But obviously, you know, yeah, I, I do. I, I, if it gets to the 80th minute and there's no signs of him getting off all the off off of the bench, 
then yeah, there's going to be crowds and they're yelling much more than just Hector Herrera. They're going to be yelling out uh, uh, profanities and things that we're not supposed to be yet chanting or yelling out, you know, because remember these, you know, not, 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 not to be negative towards a fan base or anything like that, but I mean, but you know, we, un we understand why Mexico gets a lot of, a lot of bands as far as playing behind closed doors because of certain words or certain things or certain chants that are being said throughout their matches. Right. And when we expect a, a, a large amount of from that fan base to come into the stadium, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not going to be here, sit, sit, sit back and be blind and not expect uh, a P chant, you know, or, or expect the, uh, uh, some obscene chant to be thrown out there every once in a while. Now, as 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 a supporter and whatever, it's it's only my right to be like, hey, you know, you need to chill with that. Let 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 somebody understand if it's somebody close to me doing it, right? But I'm not blind to the fact that that's 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 a possibility, and it's a huge possibility it could happen. But if it gets to that point, oh, I expect there to be booze and and pee chants all over the place. So. Yeah, I, uh, he said in an interview that every time he comes to Houston, he loves how the Mexican fans turn out and the energy mm -hmm. they bring. And I was thinking, man, I've been there when they stopped matches. Every I've every El Tree team uh, match I've been to has been stopped for the P chant. So I know that's not what he means. He's not like, yeah, get up there and yell it. But yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a different crowd, man. I just I'm not gonna be sold that we've turned the corner until there's like street vendors down there like when there are like tigres in america when they come to town when that happens we've made it and we're definitely winning things they got they got, they got the hot dogs on the grill burning nice and hot ready to go you know and you don't have to make a long ass line for and they, these are gonna be worth the dollar yeah and you probably get a great deal on blankets there you go <laughs> oh hey hey you, you know when you know when the clubs made it when you got vendors out there selling Fake replica dynamo jerseys. Yes. How would they? How would they? Would be D Y N A M zero. Whatever. Zero man. instead and, of an O. And then with a sixteen and a Herrera in the back. Yeah. Well, hey guys, I got to get going, man. I got to go take care of these children. Thanks for having me, brother. Fan, thanks for coming on, bro. Man. Appreciate no it, and have a good night, man. Thank you, Sean, Mark. Take care, Eric. Peace out, guys. See you later. Late. So yeah, you know, uh, as as we're talking, there the. It, they're, they're, the Pat's doing the interview with Glenn Davis, and he says there won't be a big signing and a big player signing, I guess you should say. So it's it's they're going to be players, but they're not going to. They're probably going to get somebody that a few of us are going to have to look up to see who the heck he's talking about. So interesting what they're going to do is what they're doing with this window. So quit telling us about it and sign somebody. But you know we have a. Uh, now, now we have Dallas coming in on Saturday, and uh, Copa Tejas, uh, the Derby. It's going to be going to be interesting. The last sixteen times these two teams have played, the home team has not lost. So I kind of sometimes I hate throwing out stats because someone goes, "You jinx it, you jinx it." But sixteen times in a row, uh, the home team has not lost. Eight wins and eight draws between those two teams. Uh, <laughs> We went in last last year at home three to two. I think also two to two was both our games. Man, Dallas started our losing streak uh, last time we played them. Pretty much uh, eleven games since that two one defeat to Dallas. We're three and eight with three wins coming in clean sheets and eight losses, no ties. And if we give a goal, uh, give up a goal, we lose. Is 
pretty much the form we're in right now. However, Dallas is on poor form as well. They only have one win in their last seven losses. So there's there's, there's hope that they're going to continue their poor form. And this little tidbit, man, this we, we're the leading uh, card holders in the league, 55 cards. Ten players already have three frigging cards, man. So we're looking for more suspensions coming up at this season. So it's going to – they're going to have to get their good time and get some cards removed or it's going to be hard for the Dynamo to have some good form. But, man, what are y'all looking in – what are y'all looking forward to into this match? The good stuff, the good Nancy, not the negative Nancy. You want to start with Mark then? <laughs> oh, okay. I guess we'll save negative Sean for for last. Um, you know, I mean, look, I mean, as, as far as the yellow cards go, I mean, you know, I mean, MLS, M, M, refereeing and MLS is, is something of a special skill <laughs> per se because some of these yellow cards that these refs give out sometimes are just like, what are you, what are you doing, you know? But regardless, oh, of yeah. the, regardless, regardless of the fact, I mean, you know. Other reasons why there's so many yellow card accumulations because of the frustration that the players get as far as what's going on on the pitch and and what's and and, and the results obviously you know you, as a player you know and and as a player who cares you know you can only take so much losing and 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 negativity and things not going the way you want it to go you know without being frustrated you know and it's and and you you sometimes you make stupid fouls and you make stupid plays and you get a yellow card and sometimes you get two yellow cards and you get kicked out because how many dynamo players have we lost to reds this season i think it's been it's been three or four players that have got that have been given reds this year coco uh, teenage uh, uh lundy lundy uh, that's right yeah and and it's not somebody else i, I feel like I'm i think coco twice very yeah that's right Vera had his red yeah yeah so, i mean so i mean I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're probably leading the league in red cards as well so um, it's, it's, um, I mean, it's, it, it is what it is, I guess. And I hate to use that phrase cause it's so cliche, but you know, uh, the match, like I like I mentioned earlier, we have to get off to a quick start. There's, there, there's no way we have, we, we can allow Frisco to score first, because like I mentioned, any t- for every game that the Dynamo have let their opponents score first, they've lost. I know you brought up the, 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 we haven't lost it. We you know we haven't lost against them at home and they have a lot we haven't beaten them at their house or whatever but you know those, those kind those kind of stats are great and all you know and it builds up the the rivalry but, nothing in the end but it has nothing to do with the current squad you know yeah. and and currently frisco is the superior squad to, to dynamo as much as it pains for me to say it and even though they're on the they're they're on their little you know downward spiral i wouldn't even call it downward spiral they just they just played better teams above them you know at, at, at these last couple of matches so i mean you can see why they've lost the games that they've lost but then but they're not losing to the play not, they're not losing to the teams they need to be beating that's why they're they're in the position they are to make the playoffs because they are being the teams they need to go out there and beat mine is charlotte dude our, our remaining schedule i think it's san jose uh vancouver and Right now, where Colorado is currently positioned, uh, oh, can't, SKC because they're holding up the, the bottom. Those are the only teams that are below us currently right now in the 
the friggin' standings. So we definitely have an uphill battle to, to, to fight. We've got some tough opponents remaining on our schedule with nine of those being away games. So Adam will have a lot to prove and, and a lot to build. And, uh, Sean, I felt like you had something you were about to say. Yeah. So, uh, following Twitter and, uh, apparently Pat just shared on Glenn's uh, show just now that, uh, it's going to be very, very difficult to make any kind of move. They have two they're hoping to make, but it's going to require, as we know, making additional moves to free up, you know, roster slots. Uh, but the, the main important piece here is he also essentially insinuated that there is not a DP move that can be made right now. Um, so I think all, all anybody who had any idea or hope or thought that uh, the Dynamo were going to go try to, were one of the teams interested in Jesse Lingard, I think you can just close the book on that one. Not that many of us really believe that was a possibility mm. anyways, especially if you listen to the show last night. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like that is a testament to the shape that this team is in right now, that we are in a situation with players that we can't get rid of players. We can't get any sort of return back enough on the investment to be able to make another move that is going to be a, a profile move. Um, it, you know, I, I said it last night, you know, I, I know this is not the intention and not what's actually happening, but I think to some extent, the Dynamo expected the team to be probably in a little bit better of a situation than they're in right now and have high hopes that Hector Herrera coming in is going to change their fortunes and that he would be enough, at least for the remainder of this season. But, you know, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to struggle if the only thing they do is do is bring in a 23 year old winger, you know, from a Caribbean team. You know, <laughs> well, they didn't, uh, didn't he mention the U twenty two initiative? From- well, sure, but the, there are limitations to that initiative as well. And he um, also, from according to the the chat, he also said that obviously no international, and yep. uh, forget what else he also said. Dang uh, it, lost it. But but I mean, I mean, just to kind of piggyback off of what Sean is saying, as far as you know, bringing in another player, if they if they even do that, right? I mean. It, we we understood that it was going to be a challenge because of the restrictions they have because of the you know contracts that they have on the squad and obviously the, all the money tied up on these players that are about to leave and having all these, all these expiring contracts right now right and 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 like I said it's 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 not it's not that you know if they make a move great that's fine but I mean but and but realistically what player out there that falls under under that category and under under all those restrictions. Or can we find that's going to really help the team improve? You know that we, you know, realistically, you know, um, anytime that we've done uh, MLS trade, we've been fleeced. You know, and, and granted, that's under under Matt Jordan's regime, whatever, and all that stuff. But we've been fleeced as a, as as a trade partner within our league. You know, um, you know, obviously we can go back to the Christian Ramirez trade. You know, Corey Baird, the Tim Parker acquisition. You know, and uh, the Valentine acquisition as well from Portland. I mean, we just we we get these we get these good teams backups thinking that they're ready to step up into a starting role, and then we realize, oh, that's why you were a backup. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's one of those things where if we make the move, great. I guess just because there's a new player in in, in the in the clubhouse, and maybe can do something, you know, 
something that somebody else couldn't. But at the same time, it's, you know. Could it be something where maybe they're just, maybe we do something smaller in this window or just maybe not, maybe not do nothing at all if it doesn't fit. And the off season is really what, where they're going to go hard at it is, I'm and, and, pretty sure and, they're going to fix teenagers' contract and, and then they'll be I, able to have the options. And I can see that happening, but you know, if we're going to go that route, that's fine. We can go that route. But what I but I want but what I want to see if we do decide to go that route is the younger players play. I want to see I want to see the Palominos. You right, know, yeah. I, I, I want I want to see the the Castillas. I'll, that that way, if we're going to lose this season, if this, if this season we're not making the playoffs. At least those young players are getting professional experience right now. You know, they're, they're they're understanding how it is the level of MLS play. You know, not 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 next season when we're trying to you know when we're bringing in all these hopeful stars, you know, and players and things like that. No, we need those players to be ready for next year. Right, right. now, and, you know, and at least he gave Bartlow some time, and he, he's been giving Beto Avila some time, and. But yeah, where where's where's Palomino and there's uh, there's a couple other boys and obviously we know we can't have Brooklyn Reigns for another season. But um, let's let's give some of them some opportunities. This is the year where we're supposed to find out who we can keep around. And Palomino's not getting a lot of time on either squad for some reasons. And and, and it's and this is it's the same argument I was I made I was making to Sean last last year when when Tab was you know running the show you know when we knew we weren't, we weren't making the playoffs. Like, why do you keep running out the same team, the same players that you know most of them are not, not going to be here because you're not going to be here? Like, what, why, why is this the way we're going? Like, why are we not playing the young player? Like, look, it, it gets frustrating when I see Seattle go go put in, like, nine academy players and then you put, like, Ladero and Christian Roldan and they go and beat a team 1-0, right? Like, yeah. and, and and they're fighting for – and they're, and they're playing catch up because of obviously because the Champions League took a lot away from them in the beginning. So they're playing catch up and they're doing a great job playing catch up. But they're already in seventh. Yeah, exactly. And 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 yet they don't they don't mind. They'll play seven. They'll play seven eight youth players on their squad just because they want to give their main stars a rest because they need a rest. And yet the team that's struggling that the, honestly I, and Sean, you tell me if you disagree with me. I believe we have less than a 30 percent chance. Of making the playoffs, honestly, at this moment, regardless of what happens with Ache Ache, you know, that that's how I feel right now. So if, if that percentage for me is so low, then why don't why are we starting to look into the future and see who's really going to be here in this club next year? Yeah, I'm I'm, you know, I'm definitely with you on that because you know, to your point, uh, we know there's not going to be a bunch of these players here next season. So if you're in a position where you need something to change and it's clear from, you know, what I've been reading and what people have been saying and, and the way that Pat worded it, that they understand that results need to change results need to be, you know, need to start shifting to their favor. And, you know, you're not going to do that if you keep trotting out the same players in the same formations without doing any other real changes. And if your intention is, Oh, well, we're going to bring an Ache Ache and that's going to be enough. Or we're going to bring an Ache Ache and then we're going to get this other teams. We're going to trade for this other teams. You, you know, uh, I think to your to your point, Mark, this other team's backup that's not playing because they're not the starter. So we'll go grab them because at least it's, you know, we can give them a chance to play. You know, I, I, I don't know. This team is in real bad situation right now. And, uh, 
you know, I, I think you're 30%. Honestly, I think that is a high percentage right now based on what we've seen the last couple of games, you know, to be totally honest, I'm not even joking around. I'm being completely honest and, 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 you know, truthful about it. I don't see this team having any chance right now of making playoffs, even with Ache Ache. Ache Ache has to come in and make a drastic difference for the entirety of the team. And I just don't see that. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I don't see him in his position making a drastic difference on an attack. And they've already said they're not going to be able to go out and get a DP. So what level of player are you realistically going to get? They don't have any Tam or Gam to spend, so they're not going to be able to bring in a player that a similar player to a Gareth Bale or a similar player to a Chiellini. You know, they've missed out on, on opportunity after opportunity. Yes, this is Houston, but I have to wonder, and we talked about this last year, Mark, but I have to wonder... Are we making those phone calls? Are we even bothering to attempt to see if those players have any interest? Or are we just swinging for the, for the you know, meatballs down the middle that we know, oh, well, realistically, we have an opportunity to, to, to land them. Are we not willing to try to swing at the home run pitch for fear of striking out? Yeah, I mean, I mean, just look, obviously the like. They swung at Hector Herrera. Well, oh, no, no, well, yeah, but I mean, but, th but think about it. Uh, with the Pozzuolo trade that just happened here yesterday into Miami and, and, and Toronto, they basically gave him away to Miami to make room for another DP player, right? Yep. I mean, you know, obviously, yes, it would have been hard for the Dynamo to acquire him because of the type of player he is, him requiring a DP spot and all that stuff. But, like, but you have to understand that if when a player like that comes available, especially somebody that's within your league that you have already seen and needs no time for adaption and is a player who – actually contributes to goal scoring and distribution and and assist you have to you have to be ready to do whatever it takes to try to open up the avenues to fit that player into your system whether it's hey you know what okay we're just going to give away teenage oh you know i'm sure somebody wants teenage i'm sure someone in the turkish league will, will take him back over there or someone you know somewhere in whatever league he played before will take him back you know, and and whether or not you even get half of the transfer fee that you paid for him, or or you get a fourth of it, cool. Take your loss and give him away. But you got you got Barlow. You can put Barlow and Parker. You can put stairs in Barlow. Whoever you know, and you open and you open up that DP spot because you know what this player can do already. MVP, double digit goal scorer, double digit assist man. Every every year he's been playing, except for the last year when he got injured. You know, you you have to do what you have to do to assure yourself that you're getting the quality of players you need on the squad. You know, and and like I said, look, even even they might have he might have said no to Houston. Okay, cool, but was the like like Sean said, was the call or the attempt even made? That's 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 where my, myself and I know Sean, we always have that like lingering, just like man, if, if we if we could just be a fly in the wall when you know when these calls yeah. are when these calls are happening, like, you know, like, yes, great that they were able to lure, lure in Hector. And, you know, obviously now with all the video and all the interviews that they've done, you know, and the way Hector spoke about how they pursued him and how they convinced him. Yes. That's, you know, Hey, great job to, to the front office and staff, you know, for making that happen. But like I mentioned the show yesterday, okay, that was that, that. Okay. He's in the door already. Who are we moving on to next now? Like who's yeah. the target, you know? So, yes, we don't have a DP spot open, but you know what? Who are we looking into for the offseason? Like, if we can't make moves this summer, this transfer window, 
who what's the move for the winter transfer window? Because this team isn't going anywhere right now as it currently constructed. So if it takes the front office to, you know what, just let this team play out, whatever, let, we're going to just, you know, take it for what it is. And if they win a couple of games, great. If they don't, they keep losing. There's something that we already expected. We're already moving on to the winter transfer window, seeing who's available on a free, what kind of big players are available, whatever. What's going on? Like, what, what's what's the next move? Because Hector is already here. What's next? So I think, expectedly, it's it's pretty obvious that what we're going to be bringing in, if we bring anything in, is is uh, potential, not something to to drool over, not something to fix our problem. Yep. So so guys are just gonna. Get those that are that are do listening, y'all, you know, and the true fans, the truer fans do that that pay attention to what's going on. Understand? I think they understand that it's we're we're all going to have to be patient, and it's nice. I, I like to be very optimistic sometimes, and I still see some some glory. <laughs> Hopefully, for the for a little bit going this season, but man, I, <laughs> I yeah, we've won Eric to our side. We've done it, Mark. Oh, <laughs> we we y'all are we contagious. Broke. Y'all are contagious. That's no, I mean, you know, and, and, and look, I mean, I, I want I want to be as positive about this club as possible. And look, it, from where were we at three years ago, prior to COVID, to where we at now, I mean, it's it's been a big leap. But like I said, that hole that was dug for for this club was so deep that even that huge leap of getting a new owner, getting a new GM, getting a new coach getting a face of a franchise player we're still in the hole like we're still in the hole it's just not as deep of a hole but we're still in the hole so i mean but, but we we'll, see this we see the light but, we, but we're starting to yeah. see speckles out there of, of light yeah. and, and, ho- and hopefully we're starting to dig ourselves out you know and 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 as as true fans as we are supporters that, that we are you know we understand that perspective but like i said you know, there's going to be a lot of casual fans coming around uh, around this time period. There's going to be a lot of fans that don't follow Dynamo as hard as we do that are not going to understand that and 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 not, and not realize what the hell are we here watching, you know? And, yeah. and 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 that's where I think Sean is and myself are a little bit worried about because, yes, Hector's going to bring in the crowd, whatever, for, for, for a certain amount of time. But like I said, if the, if the soccer is not attractive and it's not bringing in the people, then – it's it's not the people are not going to stay and you can have a great match day experience you can make every other match every you can make every match from here on out until the season a 713 match and you know you got to do whatever you can to bring the bring the people in so but regardless of regardless of what happens i mean i think us three here we can sit here and we can really agree that it's not looking good for the Dynamo for the season as far as playoffs, you know? And and regardless if they sign somebody or not during this transfer window, this summer transfer window, I'm not really putting anything into it. Like, if they do, cool. If they don't, it doesn't really bother me because, like I said, there's we have too many restrictions and we have too many things that we have to move around to make a move. So, and this Yeah, like, the most important thing for me for the rest of the season is can, can we be competitive and continue to show that we're going to go upward and improve? And it may not be somebody coming in to help with that. We know it's not going to be a, anybody special, so it's just going to be somebody that can just look for playing time. But, you know, it's it's 
Then you broke me. Dang it. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna break you a little bit more. How about that? Let's, oh, let's really let's really go into the dark side right now. Uh-oh. So Pat in 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 the interview with Glenn, Pat also stated that uh the defense has exceeded expectations. And I'm gonna throw this out there. That is a statement that concerns me tremendously, and here's why. Two of our highest priced players right now on our team that are not Hector Herrera or Sebas Ferreira are defenders in the center back position. And they have not been very good. They've been okay, but not very good. The reason that we have great defensive statistics has nothing to do with our defense and everything to do with the keeper that we have in between the sticks. Absolutely. If it's not for Steve Clark, this defense is a bottom-of-the-table defense. How many times has Steve Clark bailed us out in 1v1s that are completely wide-open opportunities? How many times has he saved it in a a ball that's running across the face of the mouth of goal, as they call it, and, and there's three guys just wide open in front of goal, and he just gets a hand to it? to get it to parry it away. Uh, you know, I, I don't like that statement as a goalkeeper. There should be no doubt in his mind that the defense is not good enough. The defenders are not good enough. And this is all thanks to the goalkeeper and that we do need to work on defense. And I, I have concerns, Mark, because, you know, you were pointing out, well, go ahead and, you know, sell or trade, you know, Hadebi, get what you can for him now. You know, if they're satisfied and feel really good about their defense, he's not moving any defenders. No, no, and I, and I and I agree with what you're saying, you know, and it's but the thing is like I look I look at it from the standpoint of look, I'm already looking on to next year, right? And with this with the team currently constructed, like I'm realistically there's only like a handful of players that I'm for sure for sure keeping. Yep. And obviously you, you it's probably the same players you're thinking of. Obviously Sebas, obviously Herrera, Clark, Vera, and and Polis and Seca, you know. Darwin Cantero, cool. If, if he wants to continue, Bless cool. What, what, whatever. But that's that. That's rather rather here nor, nor there, right? But uh, and, and Coco. Uh, but but like, but other than that, everybody else, dude. Y'all from here on out, y'all better be playing like this is your last. Like this is your last opportunity because you know realistically, like if I if, if I had any say, I'm done. If if y'all not shot like memo, kick rocks. You know. As much as I, as as much as much as I love Pasher, if Pasher's not going to show up, if he's not going to be given the opportunity to do anything, or he doesn't do anything with the opportunity he's given, I'm sorry, man. You know, you were a nice little story, but hey, you know, time flies. We need to get this. We need to get this squad's level up. And the same thing with Lundy. The, the same thing with with Saran, The same thing with anybody else. You know, um, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna show out, if you're not gonna show me why you deserve to stay in this club and wear this jersey, then then. You're gone. Simple as that. I, I think the I think a lot of these. Well, I don't I really from their performance. I don't think a lot of these guys understand that this this is the season to perform. Some of these guys are going to be let go, and and if they don't perform on the Dynamo, who are not looked as as a a, a well rounded team, it's going to be hard for them to find another contract. Poor Zarek Valentin, he's not going to find another contract. You know, some of these other guys are not going to find contracts, and uh, if they don't turn it up and decide to play well, and you no, know, I, I won't. I won't be surprised if if five or six of these players next season are next season are USL players. Honestly, right? Or Austin picks them up, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's it's. I, I don't know. We'll just. I think we're going to see a, a a major. I think a major overhaul. You know, like I said, Pat said at the beginning, see, y'all, it's going to give everybody a chance, and we're going to see a, ma- a major overhaul with contracts pending. Of course, you can't exactly do anything to everything, and 
I, I, I think Parker has one more year, or is this his last? So we're, we're close to getting rid of him if we got to steal with him. And I don't know the rules to buying down teenagers' contract. Obviously, he uses Tam or, or Gam or whatever, but hopefully that makes it cheaper if we're not going to get rid of him. But uh, you, you never know what Pat Onstad's thinking. He's all over the place sometimes. You just you just you, you say he's a genius, and you <laughs> you got to live by it until he proves us wrong. Right now, but I'm I'm patient. I'm patient. I am looking. I'm looking forward to the future. You know, uh, if I wasn't hopeful, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be making that drive every weekend to to go down there just to just, just to watch a crap show. But uh, I, I'm for my team, and I'm, I'm 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 looking forward to the new days. And that past is the past. <laughs> yes, sir. Yep. Yep. Keep keep living like that because that's that's the only way we're going to make it through the rest of the season. <laughs> I'll be honest. Hey, yeah. look, you know, yeah, yeah all three sure. of us. Three of us are dynamo, period. You know, it doesn't matter how the rest of the season actually goes. We're still gonna support the team. We're still gonna be supporters. Yeah, I mean, we don't do we don't do what we do because this guy this club has been great, you know, for the most part the whole oh, time. Ain't that, that we, the truth? You know, for, for, for the most part, the, I mean, even even for us, I mean, like you know, Sean and me. I think y'all started four years ago, right? Was that after the cup or before the cup? Well, Sean might have started before before the cup with 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 his old host, but when I came in, I mean, you know, it was I think the season before COVID and you know, and ever since then, it's been nothing but just bad, you know, Tormoy. Negative, negative Tormoy. <laughs> yeah. so I mean, you know, but but with that, with, with that being said, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm not a fan of the Dynamo, I'm a supporter of the Dynamo, I'm here, they're, they're my hometown team. I, I've decided to, you know, really uh, 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 lynch my, my wagon to, to their to, to their truck, and and here I am, you know, I mean. We've had some great moments. I mean, like I, I like I said, I've 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 been to the Dynamo game. I was there the first game in 06, you know, against you know Colorado and all that stuff in Robinson Stadium, you know, and I've been there, you know, and I and I seen the 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 championship years. I've seen the obviously the US Open Cup was was great and all that stuff, the playoff runs and things of that nature. But I mean, but those are those are just you know, as as I as I become an older man, those memories are starting to fade away. You know, I need new memories in my head. <laughs> An older man. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> you, you know, the Dynamo's really, really got me, me at the heart right now. So I guess, you know, all this talk I have about moving back, back home, uh, I guess I should just go ahead and apologize to my mother right here uh, on this episode because uh, she lives in Austin and I'm, I'm going to be leaving her behind, unfortunately. <laughs> so uh, she doesn't want to go back home. So. Uh, unfortunately, but Dynamo got 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 they, they got me and they're pulling me they're pulling me home. But I, I got good news. Do. That just means you got a built-in place to stay when we play in Austin again next time. That that, that is true. Yes. See, look, there's start. always positives if you know how to find yeah. them. And and the lake's not too far away from here. Oh, so see, I'm hearing search houses. Is the words I'm hearing right there. There, there I'm, we I'm, go. I'm, I'm I'm here floating down the river. <laughs> floating down the river. You know, every All morning I, know I drop Mark, by. Mark's this. got the hook up on beer. That's what I've heard. Yeah, hey, Mark. All right, <laughs> bring it on. Hey, we'll we'll all participate. But yeah, we'll just temporary search house next year. This will technically be my last year, I hope. So uh, then, then I'm home with y'all, riding the bus up to the games instead of driving <laughs> to driving to y'all's games, standing and finding where y'all at and enjoying this freaking atmosphere in these games. And uh, I don't know if y'all heard, I, I'm giving up my seats and coming down to the supporter section uh, next season. So. uh no more midfield view. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm excited. It's going to be different from that view, but uh, 
I'll get used to it. You will. I mean, I used, I used to have uh, I used to sit right down the middle as well, and and you know I was like, man, I hit it sitting behind the goal, but you know I, I've enjoyed every moment of it, every game that I've been there. I've enjoyed the atmosphere. I enjoy the people around there, you know, and we just have a blast. So, you know, it, it gives you a different perspective of the game. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, like I said, I told other people, I'll come home and I'll still watch the game again and just see it from that view. So I, I'm just going to I'm going to go down to the supporter atmosphere and I'm going to I'm going to really start enjoying the game. because uh, That Charlotte game really got me annoyed where I was just in the back of my seat. And I was just like this, starting to get lower and lower. And it was just getting getting kind of annoying. You know, uh, and the supporter, I won't be allowed to do that anyways. <laughs> but, you know, and then, yeah, and that's a, one last question. Speaking of all these Achi Achi players, are we going to let any green uniforms, Mexican uniforms into the supporter area? Man, so I know I spoke about it in the, in the search discord and, and, and I'm, I'm going to speak about it here, you know, and, and you know, hopefully it reaches out, you know, I, I know it'll reach out to all the years out there for, from, from your supporters and your, and your followers and your subscribers. But, you know, obviously I know that there's going to be a lot of prideful people, you know, obviously Mexican Mexicans are really prideful folk and they have every reason to be, you know, and, and while I do expect a large number of green jerseys or, pink and black jerseys out there in the crowd. Um, I do hope that the, that, that, that the supporter section is respected and they understand why they can't bring their green jerseys into the supporter section and that that section is majority, if not all orange and black for the most part or dynamo uh, licensed gear. Um, so, you know, with that being said, it's no disrespect to, to anybody of Mexican nationality or Mexican background. It's just that, a supporter section is a supporter section, and that and that supporter section is there to support the team, not 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 the not the country or, or or national team that that player plays for. So that's where I stand on that. Yeah, and it's you know for for me like going to, when I first learned about the supporter sections, going you, you don't know until you get there if it's your first time. But so hopefully these guys figure it out and they're and they're, they're respectful about it and they read their ticket before when they were buying it because I know it alerts you to it at the same time. So uh, hopefully they pay attention and we get to have fun. But you know, guys, uh, with Dallas coming in, do y'all want to throw out a score prediction? Uh, Sean, you go first this time. Woo-hoo. Oh man, uh, you know what? I think this is gonna be a four-three final. Damn, that's an exciting game, though. Yeah, and and it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be one of those situations where, uh, you know, we go up early on a goal, uh, a Sebas goal. Uh, I don't know who serves the goal in, but we do. Uh, maybe Quintero. Uh, and then, uh, and then, you know, we're quiet after that. We put, a, we put pressure on up until like the 20th minute, you know, I don't know, sound normal 20th minute. And then, uh, kind of go flat for the next 45, uh, you know, even after halftime come out flat and they score three on us. And then, uh, uh, we get another one back to go three, two, uh, we get a, a, a second one back to go level. And then in the dying minutes of, uh, right before stoppage times, when we give up the fourth goal. Uh, for them to win it hurts me to say that, but that's what I've got a got a gut feeling about. Well, at least it's getting uh, older. Going match. Wow, no joke. I, I I said it was two aways, and then uh, Mark, I'll come to your prediction. If if 
Nagamore comes out with a defensive style, I think Dallas is going to beat us two to one. But if Nagamore tries to play with some some mentality that we're going to go for goal, we win three to two. And that was my prediction that I was kind of like, that's where that's what I feel because I'm disappointed with the defensive stance at home and I don't see us winning. But if we can go at it, three to two and another exciting game, Mark. Honestly, if 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 Nagamore comes out with a defensive minded stance. I feel that, that we're gonna we're gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna win at all. We're gonna we're gonna get thrashed at home uh by three zero at the minimum if they come out with a defensive style. Um but like I said, I'm hoping that that from what all I heard was that that he ripped into these players and they have an understanding that that they have to come out here and 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 show out for this crowd. They, these opportunities don't come much around for the dynamo and they need to take advantage of this opportunity and i hope that means a fast start so i'm, I'm hoping for their offensive stance to start off the match and if that's the case and then they, 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 if they can get a goal within the first 15 20 minutes of the match and score first i think it gives the dynamo a really great opportunity to win the game and, and if they do that i think they can win three to two but but if they come out defensive like they did against charlotte frisco's gonna ram it down our throats and they have the players to do it. So, bro, no. Finn ain't even here anymore. You don't got to be like that. I, <laughs> I hang out with Finn one show, and I'm already, you know. <laughs> it's there's a lot of things contagious contagions going around here, guys. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to re- get the balance back here. But you know, I, I've got my ages my ages up. I I am ready for this weekend. I'm excited. And guys, I really, I really appreciate y'all coming on with me tonight, and and Finister as well coming on. So we'll give we'll give Finister a shout out, and guys, everybody listening, y'all know where to find Finister at. Check him out at Dynapod, and find him out on Spotify. Listen to his shows as well. Uh, when he's not talking soccer, there's there's it. You, you just guess what he's talking about. You can guess, but uh, you know, Mark, Sean, once you. Uh, Give it, give y'all's plug, and if y'all want to give anybody a shout out, I know y'all like do some shout outs sometimes, but if y'all want to give a shout out, and, and then we'll we'll say good night, man. What's going on, guys? This is Mark Segovia, one half of Generation Orange. Uh, we appreciate the support, uh, OSG. Thank you for the for the invite to the show, and hopefully it's not the last time. Um, you know, you can find us every Wednesday from whenever we're not busy with life, seven thirty to nine. Uh, Generation Orange, you know, find us on Twitter at, at Gen Orange Radio. Find us on t- twitch.tv forward slash Gen Orange Show. And on YouTube, just put in the search bar Generation Orange, and we're the first one that comes out. So, you know, guys, we appreciate the love and support that you've given us all these years. And uh, yeah, Sean. Uh, I actually don't have any shout outs this week. I wasn't prepared to have to do a shout out. Uh, <laughs> I'll shout out Dynalytics Podcast. You guys need to watch sure. that show, listen to the show. Man, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. So, yeah, man. Well, you know that that brings us down to an end. That was that's episode thirty-one for Dynalytics. We're just moving along, moving right along. And as far as what we got coming up, coming forward uh, after the Dallas game, and I imagine we're going to do this on Sunday, but we're gonna we're gonna start re-kicking the Twitter space back after the games uh, for home games. We're still going to do the day after just because of the situations where everybody's enjoying themselves at, at down to the downtown and at the stadium and they're getting home a little late. So we like to do the Twitter space the next day, but away games, we do Twitter space directly after the game so we can get y'all's opinions. 
And of course, listen to us during the week. We always interview our opponent and try to get to learn about our opponent and uh, see if we can get any tells that we can text Nagamore and let him know. Uh, I don't think he gets my text sometimes because it's been pretty obvious. But, you know, guys, check us out on Spotify. Check out Generation. He told us everywhere y'all can find them. Check out Dynapod on Spotify and as all the all the Houston all the Houston pods. Man, check them out. Throw them out. Give them shout outs, man. But uh, let's go Dynamo and guys H's and peace out. Love y'all. Hey, the type of lose when we in the race. Hey, we up in the place and we gon' put.